And I just um, have the privilege of introducing the guest speaker. Uh, he flew out all the way from L.A. in California. L.A. is I, is I, but it's I. New York. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm playing on the, we're not going to start that. We're not going to start that. But no, he's a powerful, powerful man of God. And he's become such a good friend to Pastor Christian and myself. Um, he's newly engaged. I don't know how he did it, but he snagged himself a really amazing, amazing lady uh, who wishes that she could be here, but she'll be joining us for Sunday service for those of you that will be at New Philly. Um, but yeah, he's uh, currently ministering at a church called Thanksgiving Church out in L.A., uh, and he's doing youth ministry. Uh, he has a lot of experience. He's done college ministry in the past, and he's just crazy on fire for the Lord. I mean, he was just telling me some of his testimony and things that God has done um, in his life and also through him, and it's just phenomenal. So I'm so excited for him to be here and to preach the word. And without further ado, let's welcome up Pastor Will Chung. Oh, man. We cooked up in here, huh? Oh, man. Now, are you guys okay if I pray real quick? Let's close our eyes and bow our heads. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. And we ask, God, that your presence will fill this room. And God, that you will become a reality in this room right now in Jesus' name. Father, I pray all other distractions will be gone. I pray our eyes will be fixed on you and you alone, God. I ask for your spirit to fall in this room in a tangible in a real and a personal way in the name of Jesus. I ask God that you'll bestow upon me your words from heaven. It will not be me speaking God, but it will be your spirit and your words speaking through your servant God. So Holy Spirit, we invite you. We ask of you to take full authority over this sanctuary in the name of Jesus. And we ask and we give you full privilege. We give you full rights to do as you will and as you desire God. We love you so much, God, and we thank you, and we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> are you guys recording? Is that why? Are you guys recording? Oh, man, I was going to. All right. <clears throat> so I was actually born and raised in Korea until I was 15 years old. You know, I was uh, meeting so many people here telling me how they came from the States, and they came to Korea, and they met Christ in Korea. And that's a true blessing in itself, because for me, Korea was where my life got messed up. When I was 11 years old, just because Korean culture, you know, smoking is so cool. You guys know it's like in Korean movies, they always make cigarettes look like, like just gangsters. <laughs> right? It just, it just looks so boss, right? So when I was 11, I started smoking cigarettes, you know. When I, I'm, I, I was a college pastor for three years, but I'm a junior high pastor now. God is humbling me and purifying my heart, right? But I see these 11 years old, that are like, they're like this tall. <clears throat> And they didn't even hit puberty yet. They're like, hey, you're Pastor Will, what up? Right? And, and I imagine myself smoking cigarettes when I was 11. I started smoking weed when I was 12. I'm a victim, man. A senior in high school came up to me. I said, hey, yo, Will, you're Steve's brother, huh? I said, yeah, I'm Steve's brother. He's like, you smoke weed? He's like, no, I don't smoke no weed, man. He's like, you want to? I said, yes, I do, right? It was it's just, my life just started going down spiral from there, right? So for me... This is very personal, actually. 
a new Philly is very also personal because I came here in 2011. And when I came to your guys' Sunday service, I brought five of my friends. All, you know, still doing drugs, still partying it up. We walked in during a fast song. And they're all non-believers. They walked there like, yo, dog, we in the club. Right? And I was like, yo, you know, we ain't in no club. But if you feel that way, it's all good. And then uh, during a slow song, I forget what song we were singing, but I just, I just broke down crying. Because, you know, last time I, I was, when I was 15, I actually got deported for selling drugs. So for me, Korea is a very broken place. I hear everyone I meet is like, yeah, I came to Korea. I got baptized by the Holy Spirit. I started speaking in tongues. I fell on the ground. Salvation. I'm like, okay. Next person. I came to me. I mean, someone with a hand. I mean, I saw Jesus and I fell on the front. I fell on the ground. I started speaking in tongues. I was like, well, all right, cool, right? For me, I came to Korea. I started doing drugs and I got deported, you know? So it's like totally different story. But. I remember when I came to Emmaus, I was in the service, and I broke down crying. I could not stop crying because I could not believe such a beautiful ministry, such a treasure that no one knows about is in Seoul, Korea. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. And all my friends to my right. I get get a little... I get kind of excited, you know what I'm saying? But all my friends to my right, they're non-believers. I'm talking about kids who are on Percocet. They're doing crystal meth in Korea, smoking bud, doing ecstasy, depressed friends who don't know Jesus at all. Just before I brought them, we were talking about Christ. I was ministering to them, and they all start crying. Just sitting in service, and I was crying too. So I was like, yo, man, what y'all crying about? I know, so I grew up in the age where Koreans, we thought we were gangsters. You know, like those Korean kids who grew up with like six-figure parents, but they think they thugs. It's like, yo, where you're from? I'm from, I'm from Irvine, yo. Yo, I'm from, I'm from the hood, right? But all my friends are crying, and I'm, what's going on? They're just like, yo, man, I don't know, dog. So <laughs> just, just, just deep stuff on my chest, man. And and God, God is here. And how sad would it be like the people in the New Testament when Jesus is walking by, it wasn't until after he was gone that they noticed that God was in the midst. How sad would it be for you when you die one day and you go to heaven and for those of you who are in Korea, you think by chance, you think by coincidence, but it's God himself who is walking right beside these aisles ministering and touching people sitting next to you. It's like that woman that was walking and said, you know, I want to, I want to touch his cloak. I want to touch his back. And they were like, Lord, um, everybody touching you. He's like, who touched me? He's like, Lord, uh, that person touched you. I, I touched you like 10 minutes. You talking about me? No, he's like, he's like, no, no, no. Somebody touched me with faith. You know, someone actually reached out to me and I'm seeing in New Philly, in May, it's a ministry that God is raising up and God is living. Inside the praise of his children, I cannot hear you guys. Come on, help me out. Come on, help me out. And I want you guys to be encouraged. This is not just a gathering for you. It's a gathering for the nations. It's not just a gathering for your blessing, but a gathering for the blessing of others. And I believe for those of you who are in Emmaus, your four years in college, some of you is like, I, I met someone said, oh yeah, I'm in Emmaus. How long are you here for? One semester. You're one semester in Emmaus. Your one encounter with God could transform you forever. Forever. You know, I want you guys to understand the pivotal point that you are in this ministry and in this time. If I could go back before I got deported and save all that pain for my mama. You know, I was just, you know, I'm back in Korea. My parents live in Pyeongtaek. 
Just, you know, I'm trying to, like, bring healing to my mom. So I'm, like, telling all the things I did in the past. She's like, <laughs> stop talking. I'm like, oh my, you know, I'm just trying to try, I'm just trying to go clean. You know, one time I came home, I was actually high on drugs. Like, shh, 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 yeah. <laughs> you little, you know, you know, my mom, my mom still sometimes, she still has the liberty to cuss. You know what I'm saying? She's like, yeah, I kiss. You know, hello, Jesus. Right? But you know, God is doing something. <laughs> Focus. You know, but. You know, I want you guys to just, let's, let's, let's get this going, you know. Um, I was praying to the Lord, and I was just asking God for a word, and I believe for tonight, this is it. I want you guys to imagine real quick, you're laying in your deathbed, all right? I know we're young. I'm pretty young, too. I'm only 25. Someone said, what's that? A deathbed is a bed before you die, all right? But so, <laughs> someone said, what's that, right? It's a bed you lie right before you die. But I want you guys to imagine, you guys are laying on your deathbed, and you're just about to die. Hopefully, Lord willing, for all of us, is in our, like, 80s. My grandma's 96, right? 90s, maybe even the 100s, right? When you're laying in your deathbed, what are you going to be thinking about? Who are you going to ask to come next to your side, right? I could assume without a shadow of a doubt, none of you are going to say, like, bring me my resume, right? <laughs> none of you are going to say that. None of you are going to say, bring me my young, no, no, bring me my soul death. You know, bring me my graduation certificate. You know, maybe some of you are like, bring me my phone. I want to see how many likes I got on my chemotherapy picture. You know, you know, my sister Tina be liking all my stuff. You know, shout out to you, right? I put a status up two seconds later, like from Tina. I'm like, yes, Lord, right? But none of you are going to be saying that. You know, I, I could, I guarantee the saddest thing for you on your deathbed is having all your accolades, all your resume, all your diploma, everything you did with no one by your side. You wouldn't care about that at that moment. What you will want to say is, where's my wife? Got engaged. Hey. I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm like, honey, we made it, girl. All those tears, all those doubts in her early 20s, girl. Because she's getting her PhD right now. She's like super depressed. I just got off the phone with her. She said, I don't know if I could do it. I said, you can do all things through Christ. Like, I don't know if I don't know this guy. But we're going to be holding hands, right? We did it. You know what I'm saying? But you know, where does that come from? Why is it that in every person, in every culture, within every language, we long to be in relationship? We long to know. We long to be known, we long to love, we long to be loved. And that is universal and that is as limitless as time goes. As far as history can go, you can find romance novels in every culture, every generation, every language you find. And where does that come from? See, science tells us that just comes from like monkeys. Science comes, you know, my kids be coming up to me and say, Pastor Will, I'm in school today, I came from a monkey. I'm like, shut your face. <laughs> Let me tell you what the Bible says, right? The Bible makes it clear. You see, if you think about creation, if you think about Genesis 1 and 2, God makes all these things, right? The first day, God makes light. You know, when I read that in Genesis 1 and 1, I was like, dang, God made light. No, God, the Bible says God made the sun and the stars on the fourth day. So the first day, the light was himself. That's why in Revelation, when it says that new heavens and earth, he will be the glory. He will be the light. And there needs no sun. That's pretty crazy. You know, God said, let there be me. <laughs> God, God, 
God is so thug. He praised himself. He said, it is good. It is good. It is good. He said, no, nobody going to praise me. I am freaking awesome. You know what I'm saying? He makes the first day. He makes the light shine. He makes the, he makes the land and the waters. He makes the, he makes the sun and the moons, right? And if you think about that, right? When God said, when he made the sun, it was all the suns at the same time in all the galaxies. Imagine if you were there. Like, poo, 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 poo. It's like, poo, poo, poo. You're just like, duh. Right? And if you were there at creation, right, let's just go back, right? Let's become like little children today. If we were there and you were sitting down on a chair and you were just a spectator, you were an audience, and you were just sitting and saying, what this dude going to do next? He starts creating vegetation. He starts creating trees. You're like, damn, that's crazy. He starts creating flowers, you know what I'm saying? And some pretty bugs, you know? And then all of a sudden, on the fifth day, he creates animals. Korean barbecue, hallelujah, right? He starts, he starts making meat. And on the sixth day, you would assume everything is so beautiful. But on the sixth day, the climax of all climax. Everything in before that was preparation and service to that which he was going to make on the sixth day. Everything prior to that was to serve whom and what he was going to make on the sixth day. And can you imagine the angels? Like, yo, what you going to do, God? He didn't do that for us. <laughs> well, well, you gave us these creatures with like six wings and 20,000 eyes, you know. What, what you making for them? <laughs> and the Bible says in Genesis 1, 27, let us, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. And he forms Adam with his hands. He forms them with his image and likeness. And as a kid, when I used to watch Dragon Ball, hey, no, no. When I, hey, hey, hey. You know, we... Uh, you know, my kids are all about manga nowadays, right? Not a doubt, right? I'm like, I don't know, that was before me, right? But I remember I used to see, like, you know, like, uh, I grew up in Korea. So he was Honogong. But in the States, he's Goku, right? I'm like, he ain't no Goku. Name is Honogong, right? But I remember I used to want to fly, right? I used to want to fly in the air. Have you guys ever done that? You go in the water, you try, as a little kid, you're like, <laughs> you're trying, you know, trying not to breathe. And, like, you try to breathe in the water. <laughs> I shouldn't have done that, right? You think about all creation, there's unique attributes, right? Birds can fly. I thought it was because they had wings, but stupid me found out they had hollow bones, right? You know, the fish, fish, I was like, you know, as a little kid, you know, I'm a little crazy. I'm, I, I was actually diagnosed with ADHD. I was diagnosed with that with seventh grade. I remember meeting two nurses and a doctor and a principal and a teacher and my dad and me. They're like, your son needs medication. My dad said, no, he does not, right? So I never took medication. So the Holy Spirit took control of that, you know what I'm saying? But I, you, you, you look at creation, even, yeah, calm down, right? But fish, they have, they have gills. And they have gills. And they could breathe underwater. But you know, man has a unique attribute too. Man can know God. That's something exclusive. That's something unique. That is something custom designed and being made in God's image and likeness. A guy named John Calvin said he got every single historical document he could in his hands. He looked as far as history goes and there was no point in history where man did not worship God. And you look at creation and it's, it's embedded in the way God made everything. He made Adam and Eve on the sixth day to show them nature is his way of saying I love you. Can you imagine that? When, you know, when you, you know, I, used, I don't care about nature until I had that revelation. 
my, my fiance, she's all about nature. Oh, honey, look at the ocean. I'm like, that's just water, yo. That's, I'm from Seoul, you know. I see, like, smoke in the air, like, cigarettes everywhere. I see junior high, you know. Look at that. But I had a revelation that nature is God's way of saying I love you. Right? Can you imagine when Adam opened his eyes like, wow. You know, when I got engaged, uh, I prepared a long time. Because her, her dad, a little cray-cray, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a Mexican cartel gangbanger. Okay, anyway, sorry, sorry. He ministers to Mexican cartel drug lords. He's a missionary in Mexico. So I said, can I propose, I, I said uh, two years ago, can I get engaged to your daughter? He said, absolutely not. I said, thank you very much, right? <laughs> He literally said no. So I said, hold up. What the freak? <laughs> I thought you were joking. I'm not joking. You cannot get married to my daughter. So a year goes by. I asked again. He said, all right, go for it. But even as I was preparing my engagement uh, for my fiance, you know, I bought, you know, long story short, like 400 candles, roses, blah, 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 blah. I proposed in Mexico where we met, right? And when she opened, uh, when she opened the door, she was so devastated. She was like, oh, no. And I was sitting up front. I was like, huh? I was like, what'd you say, girl? She said, no. She literally went, no, I can't. I said, honey, what you talking about? She said, this is too much. I'm so scared. But then I was thinking about that, right? I had all these candles, right? I had candles for my fiance, right? God made stars for Eve. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you think about it, I, I prepared a proposal. I, I wanted to use my time. I wanted to use like memories to make it nostalgic and make it close to her heart. And I made it a sentimental by doing it in Mexico where we met on missions. But when Eve opened her eyes, it's like, whoa, stars, flowers, trees. And what is that? That's God saying, I love you. You know, when I was growing up, I used to always say, Oma, 사랑해. Mom, I love you. For those who don't know, right? My mom has a little kid. Oh, I love you too. Shake your head, all right? <laughs> and like junior high and your puberty, Oma, 사랑해, right? She'd be like, she'd be like, oh, I love you too. I love you too, right? High school. Hey, your mom, 사랑해, right? 말로 만해, shake your That means, let me translate. That means all you say, beep, and then it says, you only say you love me with your words, right? You know, when you read the scriptures, God does not say I love you with his words. God says I love you with his actions, right? God does not say I love you only. He demonstrates I love you by the things that he does for us. So Adam and Eve, when they opened their eyes, God's love was real. God's love was personal. God's love was not a theory nor a speech, but an experience. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at scriptures, Adam and Eve, they knew that God loved them, but not by what he says, but by what he does. I was preaching to 500 elementary kids. Yeah. Think about that. Yes, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. I remember I was preaching to them and I said, you guys love God. And they're like, amen. All right. I was like, prove it. And like, they all just got quiet and all 500 at once. They just started screaming as loud as they could, right? They were just like, ah! I, was like I was like, what, what, what are you guys doing, man? Right, because I was trying to, but they just started screaming. They were like one-upping each other, right? Ah! But even, even, like, even like believers, right? We're trying to sing louder. We're trying to praise harder. 
We try to work harder. We try to strive harder. But when you look at the word of God, God already did it. God already prepared it. God already made the way. All we need to do now is receive. All we need to do is now say, I believe. All we need to do now is say, I know it's true. Instead of always thinking that you're not. Always striving and striving and becoming something that you were never supposed to be in the first place. You were supposed to be a lover. And there is no strife in love. Love is an amazing thing, Jesus. I'll talk about Jesus, not my fiance. Some of you are like, "Mm, no, no, but the Lord. (laughs) And when you read the scriptures, God just demonstrates and demonstrates and demonstrates and demonstrates and demonstrates how much he loves us. Right? When you first, when we're in junior high, because I'm, I'm, you know, help me out. I, I did junior high for this past year. I'm trying to re-gear into college, right? I did college for three years prior. Junior high, you like somebody back in the day. It was, remember notes? Remember that, right? Forget texting. Remember those days? It's like, dear, P.S. Do not tell anybody. Right? Right? Like, you know, when you give a crush for somebody, what do we do? We, like, we, like, we write them notes when we were younger or we text them, right? Or you tell your friend to tell your friend to tell your friend, right? It's like, Yo, I like this girl, man, right? And then when you, get, when you get bold, right, you call them. Oh, shoot. Come on now. You're like, hey, girl. You just talk. And then you see each other at school in junior high, but you're, you're dating, but you don't talk to each other in person. You're like, that's my girlfriend, yo. <laughs> that's my girlfriend, Right? No, but, but think about it. You know, God, right? God in his love, he writes to us first. He, he, he calls us through Moses. He writes to us through visions. He, you know, all things new. I know in a spiritual sense, we could take it personally. But in a historical sense, it's talking about the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. It's talking about all things new. I'm going to do a completely new thing in this new covenant. And it's God himself coming right i text my girl i love her i could email my girl i love her but when i come to her personally in front of her face and say i love you that is a totally different affectionate covenantal love that cannot be seen in any other god and every other god man goes and every other religion man goes but in christianity he comes and christianity he gets off his throne and comes i think it was tim keller who said this Man cannot know God like Hamlet cannot know Shakespeare. Unless Shakespeare writes himself in the story. He says, man cannot know God like Hamlet can know Shakespeare. Unless Shakespeare says, I'm going in. And when you look at this, he was, he was trying to prove it with creation. He was trying to prove it by making us rulers and having dominion and subduing the world. He tried proving it by choosing Abraham. He tried proving it by choosing Moses. He tried proving it by sending prophets. He said, let me ultimately prove it with the biggest proof of all. I'm going myself. Love is not defined by receiving. Love is defined by giving. You can give. You you can receive from anybody, but you can only give to those you love. And to the measure you are able to give, measures the depth of your love. That's why many of us, we say we love God and trials come. And you know what's good? You don't love God. Many of us, we say we love our wives, we love our boyfriends, we love our girlfriends. Trials come and it shows that the depth of our love is revealed in our willingness and depth to suffer and give for the individual. And he comes. And he walks. 
and he speaks. I'm going to do a VBS passage. Is that cool? Can we all turn to Luke 19? Luke 19. Let's read verse 1. Story about Zacchaeus. For those of you who grew up in church, for those of you who haven't, it's about a rich tax collector. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through, and behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. And he was seeking to see who Jesus was, but on account of the crowd, he could not. Because he was small in stature, so he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see Jesus. For he was about to pass the way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. Can somebody say joyfully? And when they saw it, they, meaning the Pharisees, they all grumbled. He has gone in to be a guest of a man who is a sinner. Everyone say sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I restore it fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, since he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the laws. Let's just look at verse 1 and 2 one more time. He entered Jericho and was passing through. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was rich. I don't know if you guys know about uh, tax collectors. But they're pretty much, so there's a cast in the Bible. When it says the word sinners, it means tax collectors, prostitutes, uh, and all like the social rejects. They were pretty much rejected in the religious community as those who are not worthy or deserving to be in the religious community to worship God. Tax collector was the person who used to steal money. But why do you think Zacchaeus stole money? He was a Jewish Hebrew boy who probably grew up in church. And all of a sudden in his heart, in the kid who grew up in church who wanted to know God, there came within him a desire that he replaced to honor God to serve himself. And that was money. He was prestigious. You know how you know that? The Bible says he was a chief. Everyone say chief. That means he was the top. He was the best tax collector. But the way tax collectors rolled was this. In the first century, uh, if I'm correct, I think Rome, they occupied land from India to England to North Africa. That's how much land they occupied. To have a land that big, you need to have a massive army. And to have a massive army, you got to have mass taxes. you got to have massive taxes. That's as if right now, the Roman Empire at that time to some nations, especially to the Jewish nation, was like ISIS for America now. They're terrorists. They're murderers. They're debauchers. They're blasphemers. They were dangerous. So the Roman Empire was hated by everybody, especially the Jews. But Zacchaeus, as a young boy, he grew up in the church most likely. All of a sudden, a desire to become rich replaced his desire to serve God. 
a desire to be prestigious, a desire to be powerful, outweighed his desire to love God. And now he begins to steal money. He begins to tax people in ways that people, uh, didn't, he would pretty much bully people because he had the Roman Empire on his back. And the way tax collecting worked was this. They used to go in with a booth. Roman soldiers would follow tax collectors. They would sit down. And one at a time, people would come in and pay taxes. And if he was just not having a good day, he was being a jerk, and it seems like he was, because you could tell by the way that this story is emphasized, people grumbled. He could take as much money as he wanted to. He would pay the Romans. Everything else, it was up to him. So people hated him. But if you read the story, so fascinating. It says he was seeking to see who Jesus was. Why? Because money don't satisfy. He, he got it. He reached it. He got his degree. He came to Korea. Some of you are like, I can't wait to go to Korea. I want to experience the culture. I want to leave my land. I want to leave my parents. You came here and you're depressed. You know, a lot of times when you get what you want, that thing makes you more bitter and sad. And you don't understand what the heck happened. You're like, what the frick? I got my girl. I'm sleeping with her. But I'm depressed when I wake up. I got my man. He shows me, he loves me, but I know this is wrong. You get it, you feel depressed. Why? Because there's a God-sized hole in your heart that only he can fill. And the way that sin enters in Genesis 3, after we talked about Genesis 2, it rewires us. It rewires our DNA. We were made to worship God. But when sin enters, it rewires us to worship ourselves. It rewires us to worship people. It rewires us to live for ourselves. And Zacchaeus got all he wanted. Some of you want to go this whole day. You young this. My dad went to Koryo there. Uh, uh, he, got, he got two master's degrees there too. My dad crazy like that, right? You get it. But Zacchaeus, this is what happens. He's a person. Who, let's just use our imagination. I don't know if this really happened, but I'm just going to try to use my imagination. As a guy who's always meeting with people like a businessman, maybe he met the Samaritan woman. And she walks in to pay tax in Samaria. He's like, what up, girl? Hey, girl. <laughs> you, you covered up. <laughs> you look totally different, girl. You know, Zacchaeus. I went to a Mayus retreat. <laughs> I encountered the Holy Ghost, and, he, and he's like, hey, "Where's your man?" He's, "I don't, I don't got no more boyfriends." I met another man. Oh yeah, okay, another man. I, no, he's different. Totally different. So Zacchaeus is probably like, huh. Cool, cool, cool. All right, play peace out, right? Maybe, maybe he met like Bartimaeus, the blind dude, right? That probably went, that probably did it, right? Bartimaeus walks One day he walks in, yo, what up? <laughs> so, yo, he came over like, um, what's going on, man? He's like, I met a guy named Jesus. He said, what do you want? I told him I want to see. And he said, according to your faith, it will be done. And now I can see. So you see, Zacchaeus, maybe that's you. That was me, yo. I started hearing about Jesus left and right. Once I started, once I got deported, Jesus was in every corner of my life. <laughs> I wake up, hands on my face. <laughs> what are you doing? My mom's like, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> stop, 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 right? Like, every revival at my church, you got to come to this revival. We got this great speaker from California. We got this great speaker from Korea. We got this great speaker. Jesus was in every quarter. And I started hearing these testimonies. 
That would piss me off. I'm like, yo, shut up. I went to church and Jesus just changed my life, blah, 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 blah. I remember the first time I went to church in Chicago. I went the first time, some girl, and I used to have like yellow hair. Because back in the day, that was gangster, you know. I still have four piercings. I have four piercings. I used to wear like throwbacks, Cortezes, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know? I, I like walked into church and I remember this girl comes up to me. Oh, hi, what's your name? And I was doing worship. I thought my name is Will. I'm from Korea. Oh, you, your English is so good. I grew up in the army base. Okay, okay. Can I pray for you? I said, sure, sure, sure. And she starts crying. And I'm just like. I don't want to hurt your feelings, you know, but I'm cool, man. I'm cool. But I, I wanted to hear about Jesus. I, 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 was, I was wondering and thirsty, but something in me wouldn't let me go. And then I got a phone call and said, come to church. We have a speaker from uh, California coming to our church. And it was February 18, 2006. I remember this day because it was the NBA dunk contest. And I was like, <laughs> I was, I was watching it downstairs with my brother. I was like, Nate Robinson going to take it again, right? I was watching with my brother. My mom comes downstairs and says, uh, you got to go to church. I said, my Saturday. I'm like, come on, I ain't going to church. Okay, whatever. She goes back upstairs. She comes back down and says, you going to church? I said, oh, man, come on, man, please be a man. I got out of it. Elder calls the third time. Uh, women's come to church. She comes downstairs. It wasn't, it wasn't a question anymore. She grabs my ear. Uh, I'm going to church. Throws me in the car. And I got to church. I think I smoked a few cigarettes before I walked in. I sat in the way back. You know, and there's this dude up front. Like, you, maybe I'll meet him one day. You know, it seems like God is building bridges between some of the ministries. That I know the Pastor Christian and Pastor Aaron. But he's just, and David Hahn and Tina. I think some of the people know. I think Sean, and there's a guy named Hannah. I, we all know. But he's just preaching. He's full of like, he has like, like three eyelids on his left eye and like five on his right eye. Like, <laughs> Like, he just looked crazy, yo. Like, I was like, dang, dog. Like, chill out, man. Like, he was, like, shouting. He was spitting everywhere. He was, like, sweating like crazy. And I remember, I remember I sat in the back. You know, I was just like, I was like, dang, dude. Like, oh, I kind of feeling tense. I was like, man. This ain't no church. What is this, man? And then he just kept going. He's like, God loves you. Jesus loves you. And that you was like, you, 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 you. It was like, he died for you, 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 you. I was like, man. And he's just, he just going at it. Talking about like, he ain't scared of nothing, yo. This Moksanim ain't afraid of nobody. Just walking around telling people, you going to hell, son. Like, yo, he's doing crazy stuff. During that Sunday, look, you, if you don't believe you going to hell, I'm just like, dang, though, don't look at me, man. I'm going to cuss you out. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sitting, and he, he's, he's just going at it. He's going at it. He's going at it. He's going at it. He's going at it. And towards the end, I'm sitting in the back. I didn't go to church to meet no God. I was just like, all right. And he's like, we're going to pray. You know, and you know, I don't know why. You know, sometimes, like, especially those of you who go, maybe you haven't received the Holy Spirit but you're receiving the Holy Spirit of the person next to you. Like, like you're like, damn, I feel something, you know? And it's like that person next to you is like, ah, you're like, like, freak, it must be from them, you know what I'm saying? But like, 
I remember like, I, like everybody started crying, right? Everybody, I'm, just, I'm just like, all right, all right, shoot, shoot. And I closed my eyes. I started crying. And I was just like, yo, man, I don't cry, yo. I'm a gangster, you know? I'm freaking, I'm a thug, yo. I don't cry, right? I was like, I started, I started breaking down. And all of a sudden, I started seeing, like, all my sins. And it was, like, so stupid. You know why? Because I saw myself stealing candy. Freaking candy. I started breaking down. I was like, God, I'm so sorry. I'm never going to steal candy again. I started seeing, I started, it was like, and then, and then I started, like, shaking. I was like, what the freak is going on? And I started shaking, and, like, my legs started twitching out. And then I started, I started speaking in tongues. And then, like, it was crazy. And I, I see my mom's face. And I was like, I just, like, broke down there. I was like, oh, man. I was like, freaking, I think some of it was Holy Spirit. Some of it was Korean drama. I don't know. Like, just, I was like, oh, man. Mom. And I was like, no. You know, I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. And I was like. <laughs> Shoot. Stay on track, William. Stay on track. And I, and I was crying. I was crying. And I was, but when you, when you look at Zacchaeus too, it's a crazy thing. You know what it is? It says he wanted to see who Jesus was. He was curious. Like I was curious hearing so much. Like, you know, like I was just meeting these amazed people. It's like every single person I meet is just, just crazy. You know, like, oh, Holy Ghost this, Holy Ghost this. He was in that crowd just watching. And he says, he goes on top of, of, of a tree. That's how desperate he was. He's like, man, oh. I see him. Oh, that's that's Jesus. That's cool. It's cool. And there's like hundreds, maybe thousands of people following him. Can you imagine Zacchaeus? You could tell he's 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 standing alone because he might even have like social anxiety. I'm serious. Because people hate him. He might literally like he doesn't want to be seen in crowds. He's trying to hide. He's just like I just, I just want to get blessed from afar. You know, I just want to. I just want to. You know. And then someone's like, you know, you do an altar call, right? Lord, I'm up there in my heart, Lord. You know, it's like, it's like, like you know, like the case is like that. He's like, I, I'm there in my heart, Lord. You know, it's like, I was like that, right? Every altar call, when I, before I became a Christian, like, if you want Jesus to come up here, I'm like, I'm up there in my heart, Lord. I'm, I'm standing right in front of that preacher, Lord, you know? But can you think, 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 what the freak? We got, we got holy laughter going right now. Come on, Lord. But, um. Zacchaeus is just standing there. He's just standing there. And check this out. I want you to feel this. He's a sinner. He's unworthy. And here's the thing, right? Some of you are like, yo, Pastor Will, I ain't no drug dealer like you. I ain't no tax collector like Zacchaeus. I ain't that bad. Compared to who? Who are you comparing yourself to? Uh, you know how like when we get like a B, we make ourselves feel better by like, you got a C. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> you, you know, you can't. Right? You know what I'm talking about, right? It's like, I got a C. You got an F. Yes, right? It's like, who, who are you comparing yourself to? You know, in front of God, you got nothing to compare. Right? I remember when I used to play ball uh, off the military base. And I used to play all my Korean friends. And I used to, like, cross them over. Yeah, Michael Jordan. Oh, my gosh. I go back in my army base and play all my black friends. I was the last one picked. I was like, yo, yo, I got Jamal, Tyrone, Tyrese, Leland. 
Come on, Will. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Frank, right? No, but compared to who? You know, you know a prophet, the most righteous man, singular, on the earth, when he saw God, he said, woe is me. For I'm a man of unclean lips. I live among a people of unclean lips. Please depart from me. Compared to who? Some of you are like, I'm not as bad as him. Yeah, because God's not, con- co- he's not comparing you to him. He's comparing you to him. That's freaking scary. What are you going to say to God? Like, God, I never, what are you, you going to boast about? What, what are you going to say? God, I never, ever, I never lied. God's like, I never sinned. It's like, Frank. Yeah, it's like, what? but look, Zacchaeus standing. Jesus walking. And Jesus takes a right turn and starts walking towards him. Can you, can you like, just imagine that? You're just, he's just standing there. He's like, oh, snap. He's coming close. Oh, sh- uncomfortably close. <laughs> I'm just going to come back down the street. <laughs> no, no, think of the, really? Think about that. Jesus is walking. He's just going. And he's, you know, the Bible says he walked through Jericho. Now, I don't think he walked through Jericho. I think he walked to Zacchaeus. He just starts walking towards him. And he says, Zacchaeus. You know, if I, did you catch that? He knew his name before he told him. If I, if I was Zacchaeus, I would have been like, what? He's like, Zacchaeus. Come down. You see, you, you and I, we want God. We yearn for God. Some of you, like, even during our uh, little prayer meeting with the leaders, like, I saw one guy, we were praying, he was like, ah! he's like ah! I was like, he really wants God. He was like, ah! I was like, frick. Wow, I've never seen that in a 10-minute prayer meeting, right? You know, Zacchaeus, and you, Zacchaeus, he, he wanted God. And yes, you know, even your hunger is God. Even your desires is God. Some of you, you've never even had an appetite. You never even had a thirst. Even the sign of thirst, praise God for that. Even the hunger that lies within you, that is God drawing you into his presence. Some people, they don't even got a thirst for a crumb. But others, they're like, give me a crumb. Even the crumb, even the dogs eat the crumbs. And Zacchaeus is like, I want you, I want you, I want you. God says, no, I want you. He said, I'm seeking, Lord. I'm, I'm climbing trees. Well, can you see me? Can you see me? He says, Zacchaeus, singular individual, one intimate relationship. You know, you know, right here, I see a crowd. Jesus, he sees faces. I, 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 see, I see a crowd, but Jesus sees names. He sees faces. He sees your situation. He knows what you're going through. But let me tell you something. As much as you want him, you cannot want him more than he wants you. You cannot desire him more than the person who gave you that desire in the first place. That's so personal. That's what happened to me. February 18, 2006. I started crying. Um, I just, you know, I, 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 I have a lot of tears. I'm a little more, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that, you know. When I got deported from Korea, I cried a lot, you know. My friends are like, oh, I miss you, man. But I never cried for the right reason. When I got saved, I started crying because 
Um, all my sins are going past me. I started, I started breaking down. <gasps> and I started shaking. And then it turned into love. So you, you first cry because your sins. But you start just these different tears because of love. You know the alabaster jar, when I first read that passage, it says this woman loved much because she for, she's forgiven much. So I was like, man, she was crying because her sins. I don't think so. I think she was crying because his presence. I think when she came before him, the woman in the alabaster jar, she cracked that jar. She, her tears were wiping. You know, yeah, she was a prostitute. Yeah, she was un- unclean and dirty. But I think, I, I think her tears were tears of love. I think it was like, oh my gosh, I never met a man that fully accepts me. I never met a man who fully knows me and fully accepts me. You know, when God, when Jesus looked in Zacchaeus' eyes, can you imagine? Can you? When he, when he was like Zacchaeus, it was like, you see all of me, but you accept all of me. It was a love that he's never experienced before. You know what he does as a response? Take it all. He says, Lord, I give half my, why does he say I give half my possessions? Why did he say I give, you know, my education, I give my sheep. He says I give my money. Why? Because his money was his God. His money was his struggle. You know, your struggle becomes your greatest glory. You know, when David and Goliath were fighting, did you know later in 1 Samuel, he goes to a place called Gad and says, do you have a sword to a prophet? He says, I don't have no sword except the sword of Goliath. He said, give it to me. There's none like it. The very sword that was used against David was a sword he used to fight enemies later. Zacchaeus, the money, he says, take it all. Take it all. Do you know what surrender is? It's a response to seeing him. You know, before I became a Christian, uh, I mean, I don't know if you all can relate, but internally we all should be able to. I tried to stop smoking. I quit like 43 times. (laughs) Any smokers here? Come on, man. Let me get some witnesses. Let's get real. Take off your mask. I, I, I quit 43 times. Yo, I quit. My friend's like, oh, yeah, okay, like two hours there. Yeah, come on, like, give me a cigarette. Give me a cigarette. I'm going to quit tomorrow, you know? I tried quitting. Oh, my gosh. I have a very promiscuous past, too. Pornography, girls. I, something in me, I just knew it was wrong. Even though I didn't grow up in church, I was like, that's wrong. And I was trying to quit. But when I got into drugs and my mom, like, flipped out, like, man, my mom's, like, crazy, yo. Like, she don't play around, dude. Like, like, she don't play around, yo. My mom like going at me, going at me. And I'm crying too. In fact, I didn't get deported first. Uh, a drug, um, there's a whole investigation that went down with all my friends. I ran away because I wanted to change. I said, Mom, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go to Chicago. I want to change. I don't want to do any of that no more, Mom. And I left and they just deported me after I left. So I was good. Plain slate, right? Brand new, right? No one knows me. First week of school. All these just gangbangers walk up to me during PE class. Hey, yo, Doc, you smoke weed? I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know. Just follow me everywhere. Yeah. Right in Chicago, same thing again. I wanted change. Maybe some of you, you have depression. 
Maybe some of you, you, you have anxiety. Maybe some of you, you have crazy, crazy demonic insecurity. You're trying to change. You're trying to strive. You can't. All the things I try to stop, everything I desire to stop, only stopped once I got Jesus. You know, God cannot do a new thing until he first meets or finds a new man. Ezekiel 36 says, I will remove your heart of stone, give you a heart of flesh, and I, I will cause you to obey my commandments. Some of you are like that. You, you want it. You're going for it. And that's good. You got to. But even you going for it is God going for it within you. And when he comes, he's the one that breaks everything, gives you a new heart, a new flesh, a new beginning, a new life. A new life. And some of you are wondering this. How come this person loves God so much? It's not that they love God more. It's that they know how much God loves them. Some of you are like, I, I, I want to love like that. I want to love. It doesn't work. Nothing horizontal. It, you got to see his love. You, you got to see his goodness. You got to see his cross. You got to see that Jesus. Like Zacchaeus, when he saw him, when I saw him, it broke everything else around me. Zacchaeus comes down. says, Lord, half my goods. If I cheated anybody, I give back fourfold, which was a double the amount the Old Testament required of. He says, I give it all. And Jesus says, salvation has come to this house. I got a word for you. God has a blessing for you. Not for the person next to you. I don't know, one of the things I felt was such a powerful house, so crazy, but there are some individuals here who just feel like, that's, I can't, that's not me. You're comparing yourself horizontally when you're supposed to be looking vertically. And it is for you. But it has to come from Jesus. It has to come from seeing him. Do we have any people like that? You're sick and tired. You're sick and tired. You know, if you're not sick and tired, sometimes you'll never come to him. And God will let you experience exhaust in his grace. You get exhausted. His grace allows you to feel that way. And in your lowness, you can find him. In your lowness. I believe there are people in this room. There's many people, but I think there's few of you who aren't even saved. There's no true, authentic worship. And the Lord wants to transform that tonight. We don't need to wait. I want you guys all to close your eyes.